yeah, I feel like we're good. All right. We're good. Okay, I normally don't even do an intro, so this is my intro. Welcome back to the Oh So Dope Audio Show. It's me, your host, your producer, your writer, your bestie, Cass, and I'm joined by one of my really good friends. How do you want me to um, refer to you as? Like Us, uh, Senator. That's what everyone calls me. Senator. You. Okay, the Senator. I don't call him the Senator in real life, but for today, we'll call him the Senator. And we've known each other for the longest time, since we were like really, really young. So one of the questions I like to ask, especially when I have a guest on who's like actually my friend, do you remember how we met? Yes. All right, we, go ahead, explain. We met when I was working at the Boys and Girls Club and your sister used to come around the club. And then one time you came with her and then um, she was like, yeah, this is my sister. This is Cass. And I was like, oh, she's cool. And then we got to talking. And then the first time I think we hung out was, was it at your house or was it when we went to Mark Echo? I feel like by the time we went to Mark Echo, we had already established a pretty solid friendship. So I feel like it was maybe at my house or at like the Boys and Girls Club after work hours kind of thing. Yeah, I've. I feel like it was at your house because you lived right around the corner from there at the time. Yeah. So then I think I went by to because me and your sister were good friends at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I came by there and then she wasn't there. And then it was me, you and your bro. And we were just oh. we were just kicking it. Yeah, that sounds just like it. Yeah. That And I don't remember. I can't I can't put my finger on the exact time that we met. Like, I don't quite remember that, but I'm going to say it was it was around like the Boys and Girls Club kind of thing. I remember your friend Jerome. I remember meeting Jerome and I feel like maybe it was the same day I met you. I don't know. I remember coming in the room and um, someone being like, oh, this is Cass. And he looked at me. He's like, oh, Cass, what does that stand for? Cute and sexy. That's what oh, yeah. he said to me. <laughs> like, but Jerome and I ended up being like, actually like good friends after that but like that was just the epitome of who he was just a light-skinned gallus like just any like like a bottom feeder kind of thing and i would say this to his face so i'm not even worried about, like, <laughs> and he would probably admit to this too like he would anything with legs anything that like yeah he at that age man he was just it was it was funny well shout shout out jerome man proud proud father at this point right now exactly so. How old are his kids now? He has many, so I can't. I lost track of them. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, not in the least. Oh, that is so funny. Okay, it's funny because I felt like the theme of today's episode should be about friendships. Because although we've been friends for so long, our friendship—I don't want to say it went through peaks and and downfalls because we've never had like a falling out or an issue. No. But it's just like like the distance thing and. You know, we grow up and we fall and we we grow apart. But one thing that I really love about our relationship is that we can come back together like like we didn't miss a friggin' day, yeah. right? And there's there's no there's no weird feelings, there's no animosity, there's no like, oh, you didn't text me back or you haven't checked in on me in so long, blah 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 blah. Like I feel like we just pick up exactly where we left off, and I love having friendships like that. Yeah, like our friendship, our friendship has always been that way. It was things would get super busy for one person and then it would be like, all right, maybe like 
six months later, you're like, oh, snap, I haven't talked to this person and whatever. So you drop a line. It doesn't even have to be like, all right, we're going to go hang out right now. It was just like, you good? You good. All right, cool. And then we could just have conversations. And then if distance or we get busy again, like I moved out to Calgary and then things changed, like my life changed a lot when I moved out here. So then I kind of fell off from like talking to people as regularly as I normally do. But then it was always, you know who you can always go back to and be like, yo, next time I'm in town, let's link up. And that's just, and it just stays simple like that. Do you find that you still have a lot of friends from like back in the day? Um, So I can be honest where I say like, unless you're like one of my closest, closest people, I it's hard for me to like maintain the relationship. It's, I'm still cool with a lot of people. So it's one of those ones where if I show up in town and I'm like, yo, I'm in town, you want to grab a drink? Like people will be like, yeah, for sure. But that closeness, I've become way more of a um, introvert now. So even having a lot of conversations kind of tire me out. So I notice like I'm not on my phone as much as I normally am. People will be like, I'm in group chats and people will be like, we see that you looked at the message. It's just too many messages in there. And I'm like, I don't want to respond. Like, it's just when I'm in my good moods and I can talk to people, I, I talk. But other than that, it's a lot of times work drains me because I have to talk to people all day. It's just when I get home, I just want to just sit at home and, and just chill. But I do so many podcasts where people believe that I'm way more of an extrovert than I am. But yeah. I'm I'm pretty introverted yo do you feel like okay part of me i until you were just talking just now i was always like you know what i feel like friendships change with age because you get busy you get a job you have like things to do responsibilities it's not just chilling or hanging out but then you mentioned the phone thing and i'm like we grew up at a weird stage where we where we just missed like the gen z kind of thing and we didn't always have technology we weren't always plugged in do you feel like it's age or technology that just tires you out socially? And even though we're at this point, we're like as connected as possible because we have Instagram, we have Discord, we have so many group chats, but at the same time, we find it difficult to maintain close relationships. Do you think it's technology or age? I think age plays more of a factor than it, in it than technology. I think with age-wise, sometimes when you grow up, you start to like recognize who are the people that are the closest to you. And those are the people that you don't mind talking to all the time. And then, and hopefully I think age and experience. So if you've had a rocky relationship with somebody, you're not really going to be that person to continue to stay in that rocky situation. You'll try to distance yourself. And sometimes that means you've got to distance yourself from the people that they're closest to that you're cool with too, because you just don't want to be caught up in any mix-ups or anything like that. So for me, for me, it's one of those ones where it's like technology. I don't even really like being on my phone like that. If it's, if it's not about promoting something or, or if somebody messages me, messaging them, or when I think of people, I message them. But overall, it's like, I don't really care to be on my phone. 
I don't know. Do you think that, like you mentioned, that we don't, you don't want to hang out with friends that you have fallouts with or you don't necessarily enjoy your time with all the time because now we're, we have limited time. We have limited resources at times. And it's like we want to use the time that we have and have it be like beneficial and feel good and be fun. What are your standards for friends now and how has it changed from when we were like younger? Um, I don't actually think like it's my standards have changed. It's my tolerance has changed. So it's, so it's my standards has always been the same. Like if you're a good person, if you're if you're not trying to cause a lot of drama, that type of stuff, then and if you look out for people, like that's kind of who I look to be around. My tolerance level goes down when it comes to if you always have to be in the mix. If you can't just chill on like a one-on-one situation. You know what I mean? Like if we're going for, if me and if you hit me up and you're like, man, I'm having a rough day and I'm like, all right, man, let's, let's, you want to go talk or like whatever that to me is important. But if it can't be reciprocated, then my tolerance goes completely down. I'm like, all right, you, you're not there for me. Like how I'm there for you. I don't really have time to always invest in that friendship. Yeah. You and I both are similar in that we focused on our careers and our personal lives and the creative world. And we both have friends around us who have taken a completely different path and maybe they're focusing on building family and all of that and they've grown to be so different. Do you have difficulty maintaining close relationships and friendships with friends who now like your lives look so different? No, I think like, everybody's journey is different right so like if you have your if you have your family whether that's just your wife or your husband you don't have children you have children like your the time that you want to invest is always going to be different like majority of your time should be invested in your family if that's the case like your work your family and if you have some time then we can kick it but if it's one of those ones where it's like Anytime that you have time, you don't, you, and you extend an invite to do something, it's always like, no, I don't want to do that. Or no, I don't want to do that. Then I'm like, all right, cool. I know where we stand. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I don't need, I don't have enough time in my schedule to be kicking it with people every day. So, so if there's, if our schedule links up and, we can go then for sure let's let's take advantage of that because that's how you maintain the friendship but if it's absolutely no time where and you feel like you're just chasing the person for a little bit of time Mm -hmm. there's no point to it yeah it's not it's reciprocation is such a big part when it comes to friendship and if things aren't actually being reciprocated then don't waste your time it's the same thing i would say in a relationship don't waste your time on something that's not being reciprocated. I feel like maybe it's different for men and women in terms of when like, like life changes, like getting married, having kids or whatever. Because I can say for my friends who have gotten married or having kids, I've noticed stark changes in not necessarily the quality of our relationship, but the quantity. And I don't know if it's because maybe women get a little bit more cooped up in their relationship. And obviously when a woman becomes a mom, like... <laughs> For the most part, for those first couple of years, she's the primary caregiver because, you know, nature. 
I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like now I'm in, especially in that transition of my life with not only like marriage and kids, but now like career and job. And I'm like, I look around me and I'm like, yo, I have nothing, nothing in common with the people around me. And at that same time, I can say that I don't necessarily have space for new friends because like I'm so busy. But sometimes when I'm not busy, I'm like, yo, who do I call? Like, who yeah. do I tell? Like, who's around? Like, I want to go get nachos. Like, who am I going with? Especially if they're like, I don't want to go out with a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, oh, okay, I don't want to go on a date. I just want to go out like with a friend. I went out with a friend the other day and I was just like, yo, why am I here? Like, we have nothing in common other than the fact that we've known each other for a certain amount of time. Like, if I met you today, we would not, we would not be friends. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think one of the big things for me was me moving out to Calgary forced me to have to meet new people, right? And not only does that make me, it challenges me to, because it's so much harder to make friends when you're an adult. Yo. So for me, moving out here at the age that I moved out, it was like I came from Toronto where I knew a lot of people. Yeah, you were so connected here, or you are so connected here. And then came out here and really had no connections. Yeah. So it was one where I had to like really, I could have gone one of two ways. I could have just completely gone introverted and not talk to anybody or try to build a circle out here. And um, being able to play sports got me connected with some people. Uh, The jobs that I worked got me connected with some people. Now the creative space of the podcasting got me connected to other people. So like there's, I've been able to build a few circles out here. Like I've been even fortunate that my landlord is my friend. So Mm -hmm. like, so sometimes when it's just, I'm kicking at home and if he's home, I'll just text him and be like, it's literally just a code. It's like whiskey and it'll be like, Uh sure. (laughs) Right. And then it would be like, yep, go upstairs or he'll come downstairs and then we'll just kick it. You know what I mean? So I've been fortunate with it, but not everybody is able to adapt. And I think that's one thing that I've been told I'm able to do really well Mm -hmm. is adapt to new situations. So that's kind of helped me with like friendships at this point. Dude, it seems like it. Because let me tell you, I've been... I don't necessarily go out and pounce and try to find friends, but especially lately, I've been trying to put myself in positions where I'm going to meet people who might have similar interests to me or might be in the same industry as me, all of that. And nothing has really panned out. I feel like I've met, as far as like my new friends go, I've met like the best quality friends through other friends who are cool, right? Mm -hmm. Usually, if you have one friend who's like really dope, really cool, really down to earth, they also have friends who are cool, dope and down to earth. So I found that that way has connected me with with the most friends, but not people that I have things really in common with. To me, I feel like that's one of the best things now is finding people that you don't have in common with. And the reason why is that they get you get to experience different things that you would never experience. So but I feel like, what do you talk about? Like there's only so much of like elevator talk that we can do, but I, I don't have any friends. I could be like, yo, have you done your business taxes? Yo, how do yeah. you do marketing on this, this and this? And I, I listen to podcasts, but they're not my friends. 
you know, like you, you listen in, you're like, oh, oh, I, I like this. And I but I only get to hear from this person or these podcasts, what, once a week. And it's just it's kind of loserish. And it's funny to me. I've even OK, I've even gone on Bumble BFF. OK, now that's wild. Now yeah, it's wild. Right. But I haven't yeah. met anybody on there like you match with people. And I feel like people are opportunistic. And that's where I'm saying, like, I feel like these things that are that are made to to meet friends on or designed for people to connect. I feel like the wrong kind of people are not the kind of people that I like are usually on those sites. It's usually people who are like who are really socially awkward and I'm not socially awkward or people who are just looking for opportunities in other people. And I, yeah, I don't necessarily love that. Like if that's what you're leading with. But that's, but that's what I was saying about like when you meet people that are in a completely different, different, different um, interests as you, mm -hmm. because you don't know who they're connected with. So they may, you may not, have that same interest with them, but they might be able to show you experience mm -hmm. or open a door that you may that's not true. ever have been able to get into without that person. And that's not you using the person It's because you're trying to actually step out of the comfort zone of what you're used to. Yeah. And f that way you end up meeting other people. Like I've ended up meeting like ITs and a few people that are entrepreneurs and even the person that started the podcast network that I do a couple podcasts on, like all of that stuff was people that I would have never normally met. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's one of those ones where you get the opportunity to do something, you try something new, you end up meeting people through those experiences and then your circle starts getting bigger and everybody not everybody that are in there has the same same uh, experiences or the same educational background or you never know what their connections are. Okay, so since you're the house expert, I'm going to ask you for advice. Okay, you know me. You mm -hmm. have a good idea of who I am, what my values are, what I'm looking for. How do you suggest that I find more friends? That's tough. That's mm -hmm. tough because even for me, like I don't know how – I honestly tell people, I don't know how I did it. Like people would be like, you're just you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's all that you can be. It's just stepping out. Like if you have a friend that a dope friend that is going to, let's say an art gallery or something like that, right. Going out there. And sometimes you'll end up looking at the same piece of art and then the end up just having a simple conversation. Are you writing a rom-com? Like this sounds nah. like it only happens on TV. No, nah, like for me, like the my first friend that I made out here, yeah, legitimately, uh, I worked with him, and like he worked in a different building, but we worked in the same company. And when I came out here first, I didn't have a car, and so, and I didn't, my license was messed up, so I didn't even have a license. So he had to pick up my program with his program in the bus. I never talked to him for two months. I was sitting in the same bus while he drove and never spoke with him. Got to the got to the destination, never spoke with him. And one day we ended up having a conversation. He invited me out for drinks. I met like eight of his people. And then I got invited to play basketball with them on their team. And then all of a sudden I met some more people from there. 
and it was literally just just natural random conversation right yeah and from and to this point me and a bunch of the same people that we play basketball with and him were all on a team still like we this is it's just been one and that's six years seven years right six years wow do you categorize your friendships like do you you know how i feel like when we were younger you had your friends for the club you had your friends that were like your closest friends who also knew your family mm-hmm. you had your friends that you know you can go out and get late night late night drinks with or go out to eat do you categorize your friends now and if so what are the categories no you don't categorize them you, you don't have levels to it i don't have levels to it um actually okay there's levels to it in toronto not out here whoa okay okay brand so, new so the levels in toronto is when i moved the people that didn't check up on me i don't really tell when i'm coming into town okay okay the ones that i have conversations with the ones that i prioritize see, seeing when i come they know i'm coming and then other people when i'm in town if i'm looking to do something sometimes i'll just message and be like hey i'm in town just i'm leaving tomorrow like about kicking Mm -hmm. it but overall i have my pride i prioritize the people that actually tried to stay in contact with me while i'm after i moved what about people who are like who just maybe didn't have the capacity their intentions were right, but like they didn't have the time. They were just going through their own stuff. Do you give them grace too? I give everybody grace, mm-hmm. but then it's also a show and prove, right? So um, if you follow me on social media, if you're on my WhatsApp or whatever, there's many different opportunities to to reach out, right? Yeah. You might see a post and reach out. Um, yeah. A lot of people I've that I was thinking that I wouldn't connect with again when I put out a post about um, deciding to join therapy and them reaching out and saying, you know, that's a good thing, you know, being supportive of that, that kind of gave th- that like recouped their grace right there. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they were on the brinks of me just being like, why are you even on my social media? You're just yeah. there for numbers, right? Yeah. Um, and that actually started conversations with a few people that I kind of fell, we fell apart just because of time, distance, space, all that stuff. But, um, overall, like I know the few people for sure that when I come to town that I'm going to hit up all the time, it's always on the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that, then I try to reach out to others after that, like this next trip that I'm doing is probably the first trip that I actually reached out to a lot more people than I normally do. Mm-hmm. I think the last couple of times, I think I told six people. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the last time you came, it wasn't even COVID yet. Was it? It was right uh, no, before I COVID. came, I came one time during COVID, but I was only there. Oh, but there. you didn't tell me. So I was only there for four days. And for that one there, um, I was in a long distance relationship. So she was, she lived out in those ends. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to prioritize because I was there for four days. I tried to prioritize two days with her and then two, and then it was my friend's birthday. 
and that so that's okay all you don't have to explain yourself that. to me it's okay it's all right i'll, but, I'll forgive you but i got in a lot of trouble when i when i was leaving because a lot of people were like i heard you were in town and i was like oh my gosh see this is why i don't yeah, say anything yeah, Just, yeah. i don't i don't ever really post when i'm in town either mm-hmm. like if you hear from me you hear from me if you don't you don't Right? right like that's that's just how it is but the last time before that time was a time when me you and uh benny. benny connected i think that was the day when i was leaving you were leaving i think that same night or like that the morning yeah. yeah yeah so oh normally gosh. that's kind of that's kind of how it plays out for me where it's like yeah. i'm meeting people up until maybe like an hour before i gotta go to that's wild to the airport that's wild yeah. Oh my gosh. So how do you how do you define being a good friend and how do you show up to your friends as a good friend? I try to just be there. Okay. Right? Like I try to be a person that if you even if we haven't talked in 2 years but you're like I know I know senator always gives good advice and you reach out. My phone is there for you to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um I usually don't I try my hardest not to let, if you message me one on like one to one, I try not to let like eight hours pass without responding. Cause normally a lot of times if you're in Toronto, the time difference plays a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're here, I if you're in Calgary with me, I'm usually a lot quicker with it. If it's in a group message, that's when I'm kind of like, yeah, no, no, miss yeah. me in the group message. Just message yeah. me one on one. Yeah, but if it's one on one, I try to be there. If if I'm in town or if you're in Calgary, then you hit me up and you're like, man, I just really need to go for a drink. Even if I really have plans, I'll be like, all right, let's. Uh, mm-hmm. If I can push my plans, I push my plans. If yeah, even sometimes when I'm DJing, I'll be like, why don't you come down here? And I'll still like have the conversation while I'm DJing. Yeah. Just so that, you know, you have somebody there. You feel like you have that person there that you can talk to. Yeah. I feel like my closest friends who I would consider like good friends in different ways. Um, one, you know, Ka- I'm sorry, Kayla. Kayla's always like there. Like if I need something, I message her no matter how big or small, like she's got it. She's holding it down. I have another friend who's like, I would consider her a really good friend, but she's like more of the unresponsive. If there's a big emergency, I know she'll have my back. But like if I need something in the here and now, like don't call her like she she won't pick up. She won't answer. And lately I've been kind of getting like a little bit like, hmm, like she's a good friend on paper. You know what I mean? But like I I feel like and I'm not a needy friend by any means. Right. And I just feel like I would like a friend who's a little bit more responsive, you know, but like, I guess everyone just has their own style. And that's when I, I thought to myself, okay, like how I show up as a good friend for other people, I think I need to consider what their needs are and how they want me to show up as a friend. So I've been trying to kind of be like more in touch with that. I don't think I've ever asked any of my friends straight out, like, Hey, what is your friend love language? I've never done that. But I kind of have an idea of my friends and like what what things matter to them and what things don't matter to them. And I try to cater to because, dude, I have like I have a few friends. Right. So like I don't have to keep this whole big Rolodex mm-hmm. of all of my friends and their quirks. But, yeah, I 
I feel like now I'm starting to think a little bit more about friendships and deeply in friendships because as you get older, your friends, your real friends, it kind of dwindles down and mm-hmm. you want a little bit more quality in your friendships and you don't really care about the quantity. Yeah, when you're when you're younger, the quantity is amazing. The quantity yeah, because you want options, you want choices. Yeah. But now it's like as an adult, you have other options and choices that you're worried about and that you prioritize over friendships. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not the type to go. I don't go to clubs anymore. It's not. I want to go to a club, man. Yeah. Like, but like, are we too old for the club? If you go to like a grown party, then that's different. But like, even with that, it's it's to me, it's just not like that. Like in Calgary, the legal drinking age is eighteen. Most of the times, if you're going to a club, it's like eighteen to twenty-one that you're gonna see there. I feel like I always said like, anytime I feel too old to be at a club, I'm not yeah. going to the club anymore. Like, catch me at a nice lounge or. Uh, nice bar, but like, yeah, or someone's house. Yeah, most times if I'm actually going out for like a party, it's usually someone's house because I will know majority of the people there. Yeah, and that is key to me. Like for for me to feel like I can have a good time there, I have to feel like I know the people there. Right. Yeah, I don't want to just be in the mix with a bunch of strangers, even if it's just people that I'm just randomly catching up with. Like, I haven't seen them in a while, but I may have seen them at the last party a year ago. That's cool, because then there's a bunch of stuff we can catch up on. But At the party over the music? I don't really do, like, out here, like, my friends out here, we don't really, like, party with the loud music stuff. It's, like, a bunch of, like, drinking games, that type of stuff. Like, Oh, see, just... I don't know if it's because I don't drink that... I just want to be around music and I want to dance like I did when I was 24 at the shuffle party. Do you remember that party? The shuffle I remember party? the shuffle party. Yeah. I love the shuffle party and I wish we could recreate that vibe now for our age group. So I will say there's one party out here that I always say that I'm going to go to and I never go. What is um, it? It's rewind party. So it's like a, um, 90s 2000s that's all like the nostalgia music that they play. the same yeah. party we have here yeah yeah so they do it like once every f- four months so <laughs> i'm always i'm always like <laughs> do i want to go and then the, by the time i see it and then i'm like thinking to yeah. myself i want to go i have like two friends for sure that's always like yeah we're about going and then we'll talk about it for 10 seconds and, and then, then miss it we forget it and then right. one one of them will end up going with like her other friends and then i'll see it on instagram i'm like oh so you're just gonna go and not tell nobody right but yeah but that's just that's just the way how it is like for me it's just majority of the time i'm like the night will come and i'll be like i don't really want to be around a large group of people so then i don't really oh my gosh let me yeah i can't i can't no, let me tell you, I went to um, what's it? Division, the Division concert yeah. here in Toronto, and it was so good. Now, normally I don't go to concerts, but I was like, let me let me go. My friend got tickets, so I went I went with him, and I had such a good time. And 
yeah, I, I partied with people that I didn't know. And it was it was so good. I just love the music and I love the vibe. And I feel like that's what I'm I'm craving these days, because a lot of the work that I do is by myself with my headphones on where I'm like writing and creating. And that's that's what I do. So I'm looking for that outlet. But I also don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of drunk 19 and 20 year olds who call me miss. You know, have that you ever run into any of the kids that you worked with at the club? Oh, from from Toronto days. Yeah, like, it's embarrassing. Like it was it's always been it's always been one of those ones. And that's that's when I started to realize I was like, man, I'm getting too old for this. Right. But yeah. then I also back then I also remembered I started working with kids when I was young. So when like, we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it only made sense. Like there'd be a four year difference between me and yeah. some of them. So it's like, OK, we're going to end up at the club together. But yeah, um, it's weird. Yeah. And for me, though, it's like I work all day around people. Mm. Um, I play I play sports, which is always team team games around people always around people when i dj i'm around people so if i can be at home and chill and sometimes we have uh get togethers at the house so if that's the case then there's around people i'm like the more time that i can have just kind of by myself and you get to talk to people one-on-one -on -one or two people instead of a whole large group of people that's what makes me comfortable at this point right now yeah, you and I are complete opposites, like yeah. in terms of how our days are structured. Like I live by myself. I don't really have people over like that. Now I don't I don't go to work. I do my own shit every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love it, though. Like I do love it. If a, And I'm a true introvert through and through. But there's just those moments where I'm like, ah, I want to be at a party or ah, I want to be around people just for like a few hours. But then I don't want to be around people and be annoyed. It's like weird. No, that's just a natural thing. Like sometimes when you are at a, a get together, there might be that one person there that that annoys you that shows up and you're just like, OK, now I got to go like I have to do my best to avoid that person so I can still have a good time. But then, you know, that person's going to end up close to you at one point and then you have to like pretend like that person's not going to annoy you. Oh like gosh. it's just a, it's just ongoing ongoing thing so for me it's like if i'm going out when i know the people that i'm going out with yeah so that i know that when we're there i'm gonna be good the whole time and i can leave whenever i want to leave most times when i go anywhere now i always make sure to drive yeah oh yeah like baby I, yeah i'm never i'm never a passenger in somebody's car it's, nope i need to drive because if i need to exit I'm an exit. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even like to drive people either because then they're relying on you for the drive yeah, back. And no. then you feel like mom or dad, you know, trying to tell them, hey, okay, it's time to leave now. I'm like, oh, please, five more minutes, 10 more minutes. I don't want to go back and forth with you over no. are we staying for the next song? I tell like, people I tell people straight if they're if they're coming with me that I'm probably only gonna be there for an hour max. Yeah, so in and you, out. Yeah, so if you decide that you're going to stay, that's cool. But once once I start putting on my shoes, if you don't put <laughs> on your shoes at the same time, then, you know, Uber is always running. I just saved you money to get there. You can take an Uber back home. Like, 
Also, I don't so really you, like drunk people in my car. Either, oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you prefer house parties than like clubs and lounges and bars? I've, I haven't been to a club in about four years, mm -hmm. four or five years. Um, lounges for me is just is the way to go for me where I can have like my, where I don't have to worry about paying for a booth. I'm just mm -hmm. in a in a booth chilling yeah um sometimes if it's a chill shisha bar i'll go there Ooh, i love shisha but overall don't bring me to a club the only time i might show up to a club is if i'm if like DJing. i know the dj or yeah. if i'm djing where i can be behind the turntables where it's kind of like you have your space yeah other than that, don't bring. I'm not going there to be a part of the crowd. It's not okay. Not Speaking of you going places, when you come here to Toronto, like what's on your bucket list? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to get into? Honestly, like I said, I'm only there for four days. It's an in and out, in and out trip, and I I always plan it short, like that because one, it's just to get meet up with people that I haven't seen in a while have uh just get some fresh energy from people that you haven't seen in a while sometimes that can help revamp you when you get come back because you're so used to just being around the same people all the time mm -hmm. me and you gotta do a photo shoot yeah buddy and the episode that's pretty much like that's pretty much it it's just checking yeah. up on people and might go bowling i don't know Mm -hmm. go a, might go to a shisha bar i don't really have any actual plans okay well i'm looking forward to it let me tell you that much baby i think we're gonna have a good time and i think you're gonna have a good time and i always ask you like would you ever move back to toronto you always say no but i'm always gonna ask you so i'm putting on the spot here in front of your microphone would you ever consider moving back to toronto my my answer hasn't changed Oh, come on. Give me a break. So I look at it, I look at it like this. For me, it's um it's a different lifestyle that from in Calgary than it is in Toronto. How so? Uh slower pace to me. I don't feel like in Toronto, if I was just chilling at home, I'd feel like a schmuck. Uh, yeah, like I feel like I'm supposed to be up doing something all that time. Yeah. When I'm here. If I feel like I just want to chill at home for a whole weekend, I don't really feel bad about it. Like I feel, I feel like, oh, I need to take this well-deserved rest. Like back then, mm -hmm. I used, I would work two jobs, DJ, just to, just to either keep up with the housing market and the, all that stuff. Where out here, I do work a lot, but a lot of stuff that I do is more fun than it is actual work is your nine to five fun too because i know a lot of the work that you do is around recording and podcasts and content but like your actual nine to five is that fun my nine to five can be at sometimes okay. um but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on along with it too so it's one of those ones where it's like Right now, I'm also in the process of like considering like, do I want to continue doing the same work that I've been doing or do I want to change fields? So I'm 
I'm in a cross path right now, but I enjoy the people I work with, which is why I continue to go to work. Yeah. And I enjoy the people I do podcasts with, which is why I continue to do that. And everything for me just has to be, if I wake up and I feel like I don't want to go to work, I know it's time to change jobs. Mm-hmm. And if I wake up and I feel like this podcast isn't for me anymore, I will bow out. But I'm only trying to do stuff that I enjoy. I commend you, my friend. And before we get into the next segment of the show, I could totally see you in production. Like, I know you, you're you really strong with, like, all the stuff behind the scenes. You're good on the mic as well. So the fact that you can do both, I could really see you in production. Side, side note. It would be really cool. You know how BT like is revamping themselves now? They're rebranding. Yeah. I feel like it'd be really cool to get on the creative team over at BT because I feel like it can be something really big. It could be huge. Yeah. I'm going to leave that to you. Really? I'm going to leave that to you. I If I'm going to do anything in production, I am going to try to find somebody to help me produce a reality show. Yeah, BET could. I don't know if I okay, want whatever. to do it. Yeah. I feel like as long as the right person gets it in their hands, like, okay, if Tyler, we're going on a tangent now, but if, if Tyler Perry gets it, he's not going to hire any writers. I mean, he's been notorious for doing everything by himself and for, yeah. for himself. I feel like he's a good contender, but I would love to see P. Diddy is also apparently in the in the running. I would love to see like a 50-50 split because I feel like P. Diddy has his like his hands in the culture and Tyler Perry has like the work ethic. Both P. Diddy and Tyler Perry have the work ethic, but Tyler Perry like has the experience in in producing. And he has the studio. And he's got the studio, baby. Yeah. Okay, our next segment is called The Push. So this segment of the show is... Um, the chance for us, me and my friend, to share with you one thing that we suggest or recommend for you. It could be something as simple as a cool recipe that we just learned or a life hack or a couponing kind of gig that you got going on. So, Senator, what would you like to share with the audience this week? Um, so my push <laughs> is it's not for everybody, but I recommend recommend it. And that's therapy. Um, I feel that it's something that can benefit people. Um, a lot of times people will feel like they don't have or they haven't gone through anything traumatic, but also the whole idea of like being a product of your environment is a traumatic situation because that keeps you locked into a box. And sometimes you just need an unbiased person to challenge you to get out of that. When did you start therapy? I started therapy September last year. Okay, so it's still kind of like fairly fresh. How often do you go? Um, so I go once every two months now. Mm-hmm. It's, I always go when I go, I'll call if I feel like I something is bottled up. And I need to get it out without trying to put it on to people that I know. Okay. Or sometimes I just go for just a session because sometimes you just never know what might come out of it. Okay. So for people who might not 
be comfortable yet going to therapy or maybe they don't have the resources to go. Can you share one tool that you learned in therapy that was like super helpful that people can just do on their own or at home? Oh, yeah. Just journal. Journaling is journaling is a very big one. You don't got to write down something every day. You don't got to write down something every other day. Like if you have a thought that comes into your head and it might be something that's been lingering for a while, sometimes just writing it to get it out. And if you're not the comfortable with writing, because not everybody's comfortable with writing, but sometimes people are comfortable with just speaking, but don't want to actually say it to anybody, just record yourself. Sometimes yeah, like voice you, notes. Yeah. Sometimes when you record yourself on a voice note, it will help release it. The first thing after my first session, I recorded, uh, I wrote a letter to my biological mom because we just never had a relationship and that type of stuff. And I felt that was uh, holding me back for a bit. So I actually recorded it. Then I actually... I wrote it and then I actually recorded it and videotaped it. So sometimes when I feel like those feelings are coming back, I can go back and just listen to it. Um, I sent it to my auntie. I sent it to my cousin. It made my auntie cry because she, she remembered like the effects that that had. So when she heard it, she was like, she understood I got a lot of stuff out. That's amazing. That's really good. And it's like sometimes you don't understand or realize that all the things that are weighing you down until the pressure releases and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can breathe now or I can think now or like and, and sometimes it manifests itself physically in your body. You know, you hold the tension in your shoulders mm -hmm. or I strongly believe, too, that when you're stressed out or you're holding things in, you could be like gaining weight, that type of thing. And the moment you just release it, it, it does something for you. Yep, that's an absolute fact. Okay, well, my push is way more surface level than yours. My, my push is about deodorant. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, summer, spring, summer is around the corner, and you got to get those armpits under wraps. Now, if you're like me and you don't really wear the aluminum stuff under your armpits, although I've heard that it's not actually that, that harmful. But if you like to go the natural route and don't want to smell musty, uh, go to Sage, the store S-A-J-E. I believe they have some locations in America, but it is a Canadian store and they sell more like natural life and like wellness products. And they have this spray deodorant. Now it is kind of expensive. It's like, I think 15 or $16, but I use mine every day and it lasts about three to four months. So it, it's kind of just like a normal deodorant, but it is it will have you on lock. It will have you on lock. I have tried some of the other natural deodorant brands that are sold in like Walmart or whatever, and they don't, they don't do the trick, especially if you're just now switching over because your body has to purge. But yeah, so go to Sage and uh, they have like a couple different scents, but yeah, get the spray deodorant. Um, yeah. Please do me a favor and make what? sure to wear deodorant. Everybody needs to wear deodorants. I find though, because man, no, if you're eating right, like I have points in my life where I don't wear deodorant, or if I'm not going out, I won't wear deodorant and I can sweat and not smell. Mind you, stress sweat smells different than like exercise sweat. Stress sweat always smells, in my opinion, and in my personal life. But if your eating is clean and you're drinking lots of water, like 
your body odor doesn't smell like it does if you're just, you know, eating crap all day long. Well, that's true. Okay, you ready to get into the listener letter? Let's get it. Okay, I've been dating this guy for a few months, but don't really see a future with him. I still want to be friends with him, though, even friends with benefits. I'm worried that if I tell him the truth, he'll stop talking to me altogether. Come on. Come on now. You just got to you got to figure out what you what you really want. So right now it seems like you're completely confused of exactly what you want. You just know you don't want to be in a relationship yeah, with Yeah, you know him. what you don't want. Yeah, but you don't know what you actually want. So you don't know if you want to be friends, acquaintances, friends with benefits, like you're just all over the place. So and to me, you just got to have that straight up conversation and just and just be honest because you might be going in one direction. He's going in another direction. And if you do want to maintain a friendship without that honest conversation, there's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Cause at this point I feel like you're just wasting time, you know, yeah. your time and, and their time as well. Yeah. And this will give you the opportunity to actually go out and find what you actually want. Mm -hmm. And you got to give him the actual choice to, to be able to say, yeah, I'm cool with being friends or no, I don't want to be friends. Yeah. Like, it's a risk. The, you're that's a risk you take. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think maybe just do it in a way that's best for that person. So think about maybe the best strategy to do it, the best place to do it and the best, yeah, the, the best medium, the best way. Are you going to write in a letter? Are you going to write in a text message? Don't text it. Do it in don't person. I it. say, I say, yeah, do it in person. And like, let them know. And again, give them the space to, and the time to make that choice. So I would say, don't put them on the spot and be like, but we could still be friends, right? No, tell them that you're interested in being friends, even friends with benefits, as you said, and then give them the time and space to make the decision. I agree. You can't, you can't pressure the friendship because then that's not going to work. And you got to let the person have enough time to decide what they want to do. Because if you put it on the spot, I guarantee you that later on down the road, one he the person may the one the person may not get over the feelings, will constantly be trying to get with you, or oh, yeah, two, that's a thing too. yeah, or two, they're just gonna you just gotta he's just gonna head out. So I you just gotta just you just gotta decide what you want to do, but have that conversation. Don't run from that conversation and don't text text it. Yeah. Okay. Well, sir, thank you for coming on my show today. For thank sure. you for the chat, talking back and forth. Is there anything you want to plug and where can the people find you? Cass hates when I ha have to start plugging because there's way too many there's things. There's so many things, but go for it. Um, so first of all, keeping up with the Senator with myself and Cass every yep. Tuesday uh nine o'clock eastern six o'clock pacific live on youtube youtube.com at keeping up with the senator and twitch.tv slash it's the senator audio comes out the next day so you just gotta search for keeping up with the senator um 7k pick podcast the iso podcast your wrestling podcast shout out to the fresh take network the not so soft podcast um i dj every other weekend shout out joey chinook i'm always down there i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it there 
I'm gonna leave it there because <laughs> I feel like there's too many. No, no, no. Okay, whatever, whatever you missed, I will put it in the show notes, and you can be sure to find him also on on Instagram, the YouTube channel, the TikTok. We work together on a joint project called Keeping Up with the Senator. I know a lot of you like the messy tea that comes along with these reality shows that we be into. So there's where we break down everything reality has to say. As for me, you know what's up. If you like this episode, go ahead, share it with a friend, send them the link, post a little snippet on social media, tag me in it. If you have a question, a query, if you need some advice, send your listener letter to holla at dopehouse, D-O-P-E-H-A-U-S dot co. And if you're looking for some cards for Mother's Day, for Father's Day, for birthdays, or just because, my website is www.dopehouse.co. Um, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do that as well. Link is in the show notes because you know coffee fuels me, baby. And we will we'll see you next week. Yes, I will see you next week. Um, enjoy the voice notes. Goodbye. Guess what? I am sick again. I don't know how this keeps happening, how I just get sick like every few weeks. Um, I think it's a combination of a few things. Number one, I feel like I have a pretty weak immune system because of how I treat my body. Now, like I do go to the gym like all the time, like, but like my eating and like my nutrition is just off. Like, like I'll go to the gym, I'll put in a good sweat session, all of that. And I'll come home and like have an entire bag of chips or eat nothing except for cup noodles or like eat cake and just like a lot of cake. And yeah, I think my body's like, "Mm, we need a little bit more than like consistent gym workouts. We need like good food, we need vitamins. I haven't been taking vitamins either, so maybe it's time for me to get back on some vitamins. Honestly, I just don't even know sometimes if vitamins are worth it because they cost a lot of money sometimes and it's like, which ones should I be taking? And is my body actually absorbing these vitamins? And yeah, there's just a lot of questions. So I guess I got to do my research, right? Um, I think another reason that I'm getting sick or that I've been sick again is that I've just been working at a lot of like kids events and like I've been doing the frontline work. So when I tell you that kids will literally stand in my face and just open mouth cough, You know the open mouth cough that kids do where their tongue is kind of hanging out of their mouth? Like, it's like that. And I just feel it waft on my face and then I just try not to breathe for like five seconds and like hopefully whatever germs are in the air are gone. But like, yeah. I've toyed with the idea of wearing like an N95 mask, but I just feel like that's, that's just OD. You know, I don't know. Maybe I should and then maybe I wouldn't be sick like I am now. I don't know, but uh, it is 11 o'clock at night or 11.15 and I'm about to go to sleep, which is which is like a record for me because I usually go to sleep at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, but I know that I have to get some sleep because guess what? I have another children's event tomorrow. Am I going to be a super spreader? Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I'm going to do my best to like, I don't keep my germs to myself and also not be like overtly sick try not to talk too much, try to discreetly blow my nose, sanitize my hands, obviously. Don't judge me. Am I a bad person? Listen up, party people. It is Sunday night. 
1 a.m. so technically Monday morning I'm in bed and to me this is a reasonable time to be in bed let me tell you about my day my day was phenomenal first of all I only had one party to work and that party started at 11 a.m. I love a good party that starts early so that I still have my day so I got home from the party I showered because children and germs and then I ate some food and I took my butt straight to Starbucks. I wrote, so I wrote one children's story. I wrote one fake advertisement. What else did I do? I feel like I may have written something else. I don't know. Um, I got home and I relaxed and I wrote some more. I wrote a synopsis of beef. I wrote a manifest, manifest Monday. Girl, I was, I was on fire today. I'm just saying hot fire, creative-ish. Like I was there. I'm feeling good and I'm going to try and go to bed. I hope you have a wonderful week. So today was kind of uh, a mess. Not incredibly bad, but listen to how my day started. So I woke up and I was like, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. You know, my hair is straight and nice. I don't want to sweat it out. I was giving myself literally all of the excuses to not go to the gym. Then I mustered up the discipline to just get my butt up, get my clothes on, and go to the gym. I drive to the gym, and it is closed. I guess the gym had no power or whatever, so I was like, okay, well, I guess the universe doesn't want me to go to the gym. So I stopped off at the grocery store on the way back from the gym because I had uh, my nephews after school today. Instead of going to Starbucks, normally I'll go to the gym, I'll come home, I'll shower, I'll go to Starbucks and like have my regular work day. I get home between like four and five, wind down my evening, wrap up whatever loose ends I have to do. Anyways, I don't do that when I pick my nephews up from school because it's just not enough time for me, like my work session and I don't want to, I don't want to rush things and also I don't want to like risk getting caught up in traffic. Anyways, now that I've taken you this far off the path, Ugh, yeah, my day was just, mm, it was it was okay. And I had chips for dinner. I had chips and popcorn for dinner and I feel lousy. Pray for me that I will figure out my life and that I will get back on track because really and truly my clothes, my clothes, sorry, are not fitting the way that I need them to fit. And yeah, it's not bad yet, but I could see it like if I go another three, four weeks and keep going down this road, mm -mm, it's not going to be good. So I don't know if it's like the weather or maybe just, I don't know, I guess hair growth cycles. I don't know, but I've been getting a mustache like way quicker than I normally do. So normally I wax my mustache every week. I don't have to but I like to just keep it smooth. And now I'm just noticing that like my whiskers are just coming. Like every day I pretty much have to like look and be like, oh my gosh, there's more hairs. I did get laser hair removal in 2015, I wanna say, and game changer for sure. And But if you don't do your upkeep, then the hair will kind of come back, but it's honestly a joke. So I've been laughing. I've been laughing at this joke for the past few years. And now I think the tables are turning and the joke is laughing at me. So I don't know. I don't know if I have to go get a touch up or go do another few sessions of laser. I feel like I should. Or if maybe because I've been plucking my mustache lately instead of 
waxing it if the random hairs that I pluck are just growing back at a different time. You get what I'm saying? So like if day one I pluck three hairs, day two I pluck another three hairs. You, I hope I'm making sense. I don't know what it is. Laser is expensive, but worth it. Have you gotten laser? Let me tell you how much better I'm doing for myself. I'm pretty much in bed every day. Every day as in the past three or four days. I'm in bed by like 12, 12.30. Right now it's 12.25 and I've already showered. I'm just getting my bed ready to get inside and I feel accomplished. I've come a far way. I've come a very long way seeing that my whole time when I was in LA, I was going to bed at like three in the morning and even when I got back, I was going to bed at even worse times because of the time difference. So now I feel like I'm back on a decent schedule. I had noticed that I was getting these like dark circles under my eyes and I'm like, damn, am I just getting old? Like what is the problem? And then I was looking up TikToks because you know, that's where I get my information these days. And one of the biggest reasons for dark circles is like bad sleep, lack of hydration and rubbing. And I had all three of those, like I, was wearing more makeup when I was in LA just because I was doing different stuff and I was on camera and all of that and I don't use makeup remover so I would just use a rag and just scrub away at my face and under my eyes for the concealer so I got scrubbing and then we know that I wasn't drinking water because my number one fear was to get caught in traffic and have to pee badly and on top of that I didn't like using um, public washrooms because the homeless thing out there it's really bad so and the, yeah no I wasn't sleeping okay that that's all I'm getting my dark circles under wraps and I'm getting my sleeping figured out which oh my gosh feels so good guess what I'm learning how to embrace a more packed schedule and it's actually working before in the past as in a week or two ago when my calendar would fill up with back-to-back -back appointments and obligations and all of that, I would just get like these feelings of being overwhelmed and I would like look I would look to the future almost like living in the future and not taking that sigh of relief until those days were over. Like if I had a really busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I couldn't enjoy my weekend because I'm like, oh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are coming. As soon as Wednesday night would come, I'd be like, oh, I love life again. But what I've noticed is now that I'm filling my calendar with things that I, that I only want to do, which means that I'm saying no to anything that, that brings those feelings to me that brings that resistance. I'm taking time in giving answers to people and to obligations, and I'm really thinking about what makes sense, and I'm sticking to it. So now that I see my packed schedule, I'm not even pressed because I'm like, yeah, I wanna do this. Yeah, I wanna meet with this person. Yeah, this is fueling me, this is making me happy. So I just thought I would share that with you if you also feel the same. If you also feel overwhelmed and like you're being like you're always so busy and you never have time for yourself, I think we just really have to think about like what is the right type of busy? What things am I doing right now that I wouldn't wouldn't like to do, that I wouldn't like to continue doing? And then what things would don't I mind doing? 
to take note of your days, how you're filling them, and then how you're feeling after them.